millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Curzon Cinemas podcast. I'm Sam Howlett and this week I'm joined by Helen Seymour Hello. and Jenna Hobbs. Hiya. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Everyone okay? Yeah. Everyone happy? Yeah. Everything good? We're yeah. going for it now, yeah? Yeah. Everyone happy? Great. Uh, so this week we're talking about Derek Sean France's The Light Between Oceans, his adaptation of N.L. Stedman's book about a couple that live on a lighthouse who find a shipwrecked baby and adopt it for themselves only for years later, the family situation becomes extremely complicated. But before we get into that, I have an opening question for you two. So, the uh, couple in the film is Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander, and they find a baby and raise the child. If you were this child, who would you like your acting parents to be? Ooh. Who do you think, Helen? Have you got any That's a good question. Um, okay, let's go Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. And Vigo Mortison. I like it. And why did you pick those two? Um, well, I like what Vigo's doing in Captain Fantastic. Yeah. He'd be good in the lighthouse. He'd be good in the lighthouse. You know, yeah. um, he'd like make the light work. I didn't think about the lighthouse factor. Oh dear, think about that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that's essential for your childhood, though, is it? Okay. How sure. well your dad um, can operate a lighthouse. I think if you live in a lighthouse, it's pretty essential. <laughs> <laughs> But then Bill would be the fun creative side. He's a great dad in about time as well. Yes. He's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So Vigo would be like, I'll teach you how to build a fire. And Bill would be like, oh, let's, Don't know go, about that. let's go and try and like dress up a dolphin. <laughs> I love that scene in About Time. <laughs> also, Bill on the old um, boat that rocked. He's good yeah, at boats. He's good at boats. <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's doing. You're in safe hands. Yeah, right. Nailed it. <laughs> I like Bonai in Shaun of the Dead because oh, at first yeah. you think he's the mean stepdad but then you realise everything he did was because he loved Shaun. I know. Alright, I'm going into mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choosing mine now. Okay, your turn, Jenna. Okay, I'm going to go for Susan Sarandon. Great choice. Excellent choice. Yeah, because I like her. She's like spunky and fresh. Yeah. And I she's think down with the kids. She's down with the kids and she plays a great mum and stepmum. If you don't yes. know if you've seen that film. I have. Um, and she's also great in Thelma and Louise, obviously. And yep. I think she could just teach me how to be a stand-up lady. And then for my dad, I'm going for Colin Fur. Because I think I need some softness in there that Colin can bring. 
Colin does bring softness. I couldn't have Colin because I fancy Colin a bit. Do you? So <laughs> that would be tricky. That's how I feel about Michael Fassbender. So yeah. you couldn't have either of these two short <laughs> so I. I actually forgot it was Michael Fassbender at the beginning. The moustache trick. Yeah, you, I, I really did. <laughs> I was like, oh, this chap's a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone places, this uh, Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Who's yours, Sam? Uh, have you have you seen Easy A with Emma Stone? Yeah. I'm going for Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson because they are amazing parents in it. There's one bit in particular because they have a adopted son who is uh, black and they're a white and they actually joke with him about him being adopted and being a different colour but in a way that's like respectful of the child mm-hmm. so they're kind of very open with him about him being adopted and I think if I were adopted that's how I'd like my parents to be mm-hmm. not to keep and, it a secret yeah and they're really fun parents and just amazing at everything so these two also they're great Patricia Clarkson and Stanley Tucci I saw Patricia Clarkson live in uh, The Elephant Man <laughs> was it good? it's very good yes I have never seen Sally teach your life though. Did she try and adopt you? She did, yeah, but <laughs> I'm a bit old for that now. That time has passed. You had, you had your chance, Patricia. You blew it. Okay, so uh, let's get on with the film. So this is The Light Between Oceans. Now, this kind of was touted as going to be one of the big Oscar films of the year when it was uh, the trailer first uh, went viral a few months ago. Hasn't quite worked out that way. It's been released sort of earlier than we thought it would be. It's not really played at the major festivals. It's not been seen as a kind of Oscar film this year. Broadly stating, guys, what did you think of the film overall? Very quickly and briefly. Um, I think it had its merits and it was gr- really great in paces, really gripping and really emotional, but just fell short of the market points for me. Yep. Helen? I was a bit disappointed. Okay. Okay. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I think that the for me the first hour is very impressive. Uh, I thought this was a really nice old-fashioned romance film, and then with the introduction of the 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 baby, I thought that's a really interesting, almost kind of moral problem, mm-hmm. or of ethical problem as well at the base of the film. And yeah, it does kind of lose that towards the end. It get, we'll discuss this a lot more in the spoiler section once you've seen the film. Um, but yeah, the last sort of half an hour or so is very melodramatic, I thought, compared to the opening's almost natural um, yeah, aesthetic. So yeah, it's directed by Derek Sion France, who uh, directed Blue Valentine and The Place Beyond the Pines, which I think are two of the uh, most interesting films of the past decade or so. I agree, they're two of my favourite films. Yeah, really them. incredible. And they're both very restrained. Mm-hmm. in their emotional to- turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Blue Velvet has some really heartbreaking scenes, but it's never... Blue Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> Blue Valentine has some really emotional scenes that are hard to watch and really break your heart, but it's so well written that it doesn't feel like you're being prodded. Mm. Um, and that's what Derek Sean France does really well. Yeah. And I think... There are moments of that here, yeah, but not all the way through. Mm-hmm. So let's just get in to talk about how Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander make an incredible couple on screen. Yeah, they do. They're amazing. Yeah, they're, they're both incredible actors who are at the top of their game at the moment, and yeah. they deliver incredible performances throughout this film, I think. And the chemistry is great. I wonder yeah. why that is. Mm. <laughs> Why? What's going on? <laughs> not heard the word on the street. No, what's the oh. word on the street? And they, uh... They're in love, Helen. Real love. Real love. <laughs> and what is love? 
I agree. Uh, they are really great. He's this sort of very stoic yeah. guy, and she's this kind of playful, cheeky, yeah. flirty girl um, who is also strong as well. Like yeah. there's a scene where they where she basically asks him out, which yeah, is good. she essentially yeah. proposes to him. Yeah. Which, yeah, she does. Yeah. She asks him out and she proposes to him. She's great. I, the way she asks him out is really good as well. <laughs> I'm definitely going to oh, use Oh, Tom's that. taking uh, me on a picnic tomorrow. Are you? Uh, <laughs> yes. That yes. is a way to get what you want, isn't I it? I know. Yeah. I'm definitely going to use that. <laughs> me too. Yeah, we should try to work. Oh, you're giving me a raise, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> no. No, Sam. We're not. Um... Yeah, I thought that was really well done. The early scenes between them when they first met, which uh, was a bit of a surprise to me because I assumed it would start with them married on the lighthouse and that you'd find they'd find the baby in the first like 10 minutes. Agreed. But it, t- it takes a while for them to uh, that plot development to start. It's wild, doesn't it, for that baby it to come into but that it? Was re- that was a really good decision, I thought, because I, yeah. you needed the context of why it's so important that they... F- this couple in particular finds this baby. Yeah, yeah, you really grow to love them as a couple. So yeah. The start of their journey together and moving to the lighthouse. And you can see how being with uh, her changes him as well. You know, yeah. He's come back from the war, hasn't he? The First World War? Yeah. And yeah, it's tell- set in 1918, this film, in Australia, uh, just after World War One. Yeah. So he's quite damaged and he is seeking like the solitude of the island and then meets her and that really changes and you see him come alive and you see their struggle to have children and how great parents they would be. Yeah, and when this first happened, I thought, oh, this is, mm, is going to be a bit dull, the first sort of act of this film, just these two people falling in love I was like oh do we need this context but you really do no you do it's and they, really they're very patient with it as well and they really take their time like mm-hmm. he goes so I think that he's on the island for six months on his own before he then goes back to Elysia Vikander so there's a lot of back and forth which it might sound like a criticism but it's not I think it's a really well job to just ground you in the reality of this film and that it's set over, it sells you that it's set over a long period mm-hmm. of time even though it's only 15-20 minutes this first sort of little section and it's important to see him on his own and to see yeah. his adherence to the rules yeah. um, and how he keeps the lighthouse and all of that stuff. Yeah, because that's a good point, because yeah. his ethical code of, oh, I'm doing a job, I have to do everything right and I have to stick by the rules is actually really important to mm-hmm. later developments in the film. Totally. So yeah, once they get married, they're on the island and she's pregnant and has uh, two miscarriages. And these, I think, are some of the best scenes in the film. Now that does make me sound a bit like a sadist, but no. they are really well done because I think this is something that films brush over very quickly. Usually in well, miscarriage in films, it's just you see a spot of blood on their dress and then it cuts to the next day or something. Yeah, true. Whereas this, both of them actually, it, it stays with it for quite a while. Yeah, and you really see the physical pain as well yeah. as the emotional pain of the um, miscarriages because I think it's something that I hadn't really thought of how physically painful it might be at different stages. Yeah. And she does an incredible job during those scenes. And you just have, yeah, she's a great actress in that. And her kind of wanting to connect with um, Tom as well and the difficulty mm. she has to do that and convey the way she feels about it, I thought was really well done. You're right, it, it is braver than a lot of films because a lot of films do the first, yeah. like, even not even blood, just like a hand on the tummy and then it cuts. And then, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, this, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I felt that... So she's having a miscarriage and then she manages to go up these steps in the wind yeah it's a big storm or has she already had the miscarriage no no but I just 
I felt the struggle of her walking up the steps. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was willing to believe that she could do that. Yeah, I believe that she could, and then she doesn't get in. Yeah. Which is horrendous. Yeah. But then I felt like she's the there next, all night. The next morning, it doesn't really deal with it. Okay. I, to me, and I'll talk about this more later in the film. This would make a really good like ghost chilling horror film. Yeah, set in a lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Two but people. kind of, yeah. you know. Not not like a jump scare, not like a big, but like a psychological thriller thing. And I think it would have been better to see... Because if, you, if we, you're going to do miscarriage, I think, you know, it is obviously a really, really horrible, traumatic mm. time. And that is obviously going to affect you. And it just kind of... It, it shows her in a lot of pain, but then it, it cuts. Mm. Yeah, which and I agree with you at first, but then I think they us they redeem themselves by showing the second miscarriage as well. Yeah, true. And that's even more devastating. Yeah, the way that's done that she's playing a piano at the time, and then suddenly you we know it's happened, but she's almost in denial with herself, and then he realizes, and it's really hard to watch, and they stay on her for quite a while. That it's it's a really excellent scene. But I agree with you that I wanted to be pushed a bit further. Yeah, I think it could have been a bit braver. I think with the that. whole film. A, a criticism I'd have of it is that everything needs to be pushed just a bit further. I agree. Just yeah. a bit, be a bit more raw. Yeah. Less, less, less uh, of the sort of sanding around the edges that they. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do yeah. keep those sharp edges. Yeah. And really, because I think... This film's a 12A, and those films, I think, I believe, are fifth. Blue Valentine's an 18, I think. Yeah. Because it's so raw in its sexual content. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm not saying I want it to have, like, bloody shootouts or anything, but just something a bit more adult. Yeah, and I think it would help because, you know, she's a woman on a lighthouse with only this man, and she's just lost two children. And you got the horror of the situation, but like you said, it could have been pushed. Pushed a bit further. Just had a bit more faith that its audiences could take it. Yeah, I because yeah, I, they shy away a bit it. from something. Yeah, yeah, it's especially from a director who's shown things that are tough to watch. Definitely. So I wish they'd been a little bit braver in that respect. So we like them as a couple, and I think they are well enough characters on their own as well. We've talked mm. about how he's very stoic, and then she's very playful, mm-hmm. and I think there is a natural change in those characters over time that is believable, mm-hmm. and they're both yeah. Not just because they're both very good-looking people, but they're so interesting to look at, even when they're not saying anything. Um, and that's partly because of the period setting, and he's got an incredible moustache for the first half hour of the film. Oh, I really like it when she shaves his moustache. That's, that's a really nice scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really nice. Because yeah. it looks like you've just sort of... There's a hidden camera in their dressing room or something. Yeah. Like, this is just what they act like, would act like normally. 
and they really like are acting. in love yeah you, know, you really you believe it absolutely believe it yeah this is why i really liked the first hour of the film because it did feel like a very old-fashioned but also very naturalistic romance and I was like, yeah, this is a little bit fluffy every now and then, but I'm happy to watch this and be with these people. Yeah, it was playing into its genre. It had like yeah. big mm. shots of the beautiful landscape, yeah. the sunsets and the typography. It was very kind of old-fashioned romance. And I was quite enjoying that because it, it's nice to go into a period at, at points, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Um, so then obviously things change when they find the baby. The bulk of the film is this ethical problem. So they find the baby and there's a dead man in the rowing boat with the baby baby's alive and it's dead and there's a sort of ethical question whether they should he because he's as we said earlier a stickler for the rules he should we should report this and hand it in and alicia vikander's character isabel has just gone through hell losing two children and says i i need this there's a reason this baby's here do you think that the film lived up to that ethical dilemma and sort of stuck with it or do you feel like it sort of lost itself I think it did to begin with. I think, you know, uh, when the two of them were sort of deciding what to do, I think that may have been a bit too quick. Mm-hmm. But you could definitely see both sides of the argument there. You know, yeah. he's saying, oh, we'll take her and then we can adopt her. You know, we could adopt her. And then like, and she says, oh, well, the baby will end up in an orphanage and yeah. won't have anyone to love her. And they don't know where the baby's come from. Yeah. And, you know, they would be amazing, lovely parents. And we see evidence of that as it goes on. So you kind of are rooting for them to have this baby but also on the other hand you know babies don't come from the sea they do come from parents yeah so yes to begin with i think it did but maybe lost its way a little towards the end i think it got a bit confused for me i would have i just wanted more of that horror element kind Mm. of like in childhood childhood of a leader there's these dramatic uneasy tense things and i think this film the story lends itself to that yes to that thing and also I I was a bit lost because I found it difficult to believe the, the baby didn't look like the baby was very healthy and it okay. had just been on a boat for ages and I found it difficult to believe the baby would be alive yeah it did have this kind of magical realist element for a while for mm. me which is fine but I would have liked that if it but if it, then it, it, it then, but then it isn't magical realism exactly they, then this is where the film for me became melodrama yeah um, with the introduction of Rachel Weisz's character, mm-hmm. who I don't know how much we want to talk about. We should leave that to spoilers. I mean, it, I think. there's massive hints in the trailer, but, but and I'm sure you can work out where Rachel Weisz's character fits in with this uh, narrative. But we'll leave that for you. With the introduction of this character, I this is where the film started to lose me. I think just because a couple of reasons. One, like what we've been talking about the whole time, that you're so happy to be with Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander, these two mm. amazing actors in a really interesting, a unique setting with this new, unique ethical dilemma thrown at them mm-hmm. after everything we've just seen them go through. Then to bring in a third character who I think there's a weird balance of spending too much time with her and also not enough. Yeah, I, I totally agree. agree. Because you're given information that the other characters don't have and it feels weird to introduce that this late into the film. Yeah. And you're, there's, there's flashbacks with her that I think are totally irrelevant mm-hmm. agree but then also you'd never really feel like she's a proper character and I didn't really care for her no and her actions towards the end of the film I have no idea what her motivations for any me of those neither. were at all once they find the baby the way that the story unfolds just doesn't work for me the timeline of different pieces of information coming to mm. light they come to light at, at weird points and I feel like it, it never quite resolves itself this film 
but the story itself is good that's what frustrating yeah, yeah that's the that's the heartbreaking thing is yeah. that when you when you're selling this film to someone and you tell them oh it's a couple who are alone on an island and they find a child and they have a dilemma of whether they should raise it themselves because they know that they'll be good for the baby yeah whether they should do the legal thing and hand it in that's a really that's I think a lot of people are going to see this film partly for that reason they're like wow that's yeah. a really interesting story mm-hmm. yeah and that you you know that's going to be a really great way to like develop characters and also on this really weird setting but then the film gives up on that I think a bit and gives you something that it thinks oh people but people want this melodrama people want this really dramatic yeah. last act which I don't think it needs mm. that's this story is dramatic enough yeah it doesn't need the way it goes I mean there are some nice moments later on and I even actually quite liked the final scene which I was is the kind of scene really? that, yeah I think at first I was like oh guys don't do this <laughs> but then in the end I thought oh that was actually an okay way to end it okay but obviously we'll get to that later so guys before we go full spoiler what are your final thoughts for anyone that hasn't seen the film I think this film is definitely worth the watch because yeah. it's so well acted by all of the leads and it is a good story and it's um, it's a really enjoyable experience in the cinema. So I, I do think people should go and watch it for that reason. Although I do think it's a little flawed towards its final. Yeah, I, I'd agree. It is really well acted and I really like the story so I'm glad that I've been introduced to the story. Yeah. And I think as well, as much as we want to stay away from like gossip column style conversation... It is, there is something nice about watching two people that you know are in a relationship in real life or watching the film where they met or where they have acted as a couple before. So I think for that reason, this film may be remembered for this reason, mm-hmm. which is, and it is quite nice to watch that unfold mm. on screen. Yeah, so if you're in the mood for a nice um, heart-wrenching emotional drama, I recommend this film. But we do have reservations about it, and let's get into that now, shall we? So, yeah, for me, this film goes... It ramps it up to 11. This The, the scene from Up, when <laughs> there's two old people, one of them's dying, and it's like, oh, guys, don't do this, please don't do this. And they do it, and I'm like, oh, no, but... Also, Michael Fassbender, the incredible unaging man, from like 1918 to 1950, <laughs> he's not aged, does he? Jenna, he's in a cardigan. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly looks like Richard Bryars. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's looking good for Fassbender. But... Yeah, I, I, I thought that makeup was really good. It, it was good. It was good makeup. I thought old Bender, and then um, thinning hair. Yeah, but then and when the daughter shut up, I was like, yeah, here we go. But actually, I did think it was quite a nice scene because it reminded me of the kind of tone of the opening of the film. True. Very mellow, but still really emotional. True. I did shed a tear. That's far more effective than any of the kind of wrought melodrama we had in the final act. Well, the bit where he's like, the boat's coming, where he tells um, Isabel that, you know... Yeah. um, he's done this and they're coming to take their child away it's just ridiculous it is ridiculous it is so yeah that's the height of the melodrama yeah because he's just putting the washing on the line and it's just the whole it feels like a film from like the 1950s mm-hmm. when he's in prison and he's lying for her and it's like this is so over the top from what we had no, there's such I a just, tonal shift I just wanted them to stay on the lighthouse yeah and live with the guilt I think that's the thing 
Yeah, but, actually, I think them having yeah. to live with the guilt of it would be worse than them. Yeah, having to give her up. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with the Rachel Weisz character is that we didn't need her. No. You could have had that. They they somehow find out that the mum exists somewhere else and that if they did give her in, she would have had a normal life mm. as well and that they have stolen this child from this woman. But the way they show the uh, Rachel Weisz character, the mother, is just a really weird light to shed on her mm. in think, that she's almost a villain at times. Yeah, yeah and she's I think not that's likeable. that's not that's not how it should be. And that's no. what's difficult is because she is her, her real mother and she did lose her baby yeah. and it is awful. And they have stolen they have stolen Yeah, they have stolen her baby. They have but, committed a really horrible crime. But, but you don't feel for her at all no. in in the way her story's shown and told. Yeah, I think it'd be more effective if she wasn't there and we just sort of heard of this Just some weird decisions or, like making her the daughter of the wealthiest man yeah. in the town. It's like why? Yeah. That just makes us like her even less. Yeah. Mm. And that she is sort of... She's ne- she doesn't seem to be that nice either. Um, obviously, it's based on a book, so there are some things that you Which can't I change. Which I haven't read. Yeah, I haven't read I think it's a either. very recent book. Yeah. So it's not but like a classic or anything. Um, yeah, the thing that keeps the film going, though, is the performances. And yep. I think throughout all of the, the criticisms we have of the film, Alicia Vikander and Michael Fassbender still bring it, even, though it's, even, even through this sort of high melodrama that it descends into they still are convincing and you can't take your eyes off them when they're on screen mm-hmm. and I think that that saves the film yeah and, and they're the reason to see the film and the thing is that you know we've had a lot of criticisms and we've gone into stuff but it it did keep me hooked and it, I am passionate about how this story should have been told and therefore yeah. the film was interesting and yeah. it's loads to like think about and talk about and how would you have acted in that situation yeah. and yeah. so it is it is a good film also, like, gotta say, it's been getting a lot of four-star reviews, so don't, you know, don't just listen to us. Yeah, I didn't hate it at all. I no, just thought it it's two different films, mm. uncomfortably put together. I think it's because it's got so much potential that yeah, you that's see that thing. potential, that you yeah. want it to realise it. Absolutely. Um, anything more to add? Filmmaking's tough, isn't it, guys? Filmmaking's hard. <laughs> hard to make a film. All right. <laughs> and on that bombshell... Uh, so on Curzon Home Cinema at the moment, there is a collection called Scenes from a Marriage. So uh, if you, this film gets you in the mood for watching Couples in Turmoil, which I'm sure it will, uh, there are films like 45 Years and More and Only Lovers Left Alive, and that's on Curzon Home Cinema at the moment. And we'd also like to thank CSR for letting us use their studio once again. All right, so that's goodbye from Jenna. Goodbye. Goodbye from Helen. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. 